Hello, hi. Hi. Hi, Saidi. Hi. Hi, Hi, Susan. Mm. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Good hi. to see you for a long time. Yeah, so good morning, everyone. It's 2 a.m. here in New York. Uh, it's quite freezing outside. But I guess we are warming up and ready to host the first TechStream podcast. We have Saidi Chuma as our guest today. Uh, Saidi is joining us from Nairobi, Kenya. And he's a global people operations manager at Give Directly. He was one of my managers during my summer internship. And what I love about Saidi most is the little smile that he always has on his face. That is really contagious. Yeah. Uh, ironically, a few months back when we first met each other, uh, Saidi was taking my interview. And now here we are. We have we have lots of questions for you tonight, Saidi. And how has it been since we last met? Um, yeah, it's been great. Um, we continue to do the good work that we're trying to do here at directly. And um, yeah, um, yeah, I like the fact that the, the tables have been turned down. Uh, uh, you're the one who gets to ask me the questions. So yeah, really looking forward to this. Yeah. So uh, yeah, can you tell a piece a bit about directly what they do and how they're helping the people in African countries, US, Yemen? Yeah, sure. Um, so for those who don't know, um, Give Directly is a non-profit organization that enables donors to send cash directly to recipients all over the world. Um, we are primarily in Africa and uh, we are present in nine African countries. Um, we did start um, operations in 2011 uh, in Kenya in, in, a, in, a, in a city called Kisumu. And we're now um, up to, we've expanded it to about four other uh, cities or, or counties in Kenya. Um, and the uh, initial uh, launch in Kenya helped us to pivot and um, kind of expand into other countries like Uganda, Rwanda, Malawi, um, Mozambique, Morocco, and so on and so forth. Yeah, and basically what we aim to do is elevate poverty through cash transfers directly to those who are living in, in, in poverty. And so um, we believe that cash transfers or cash aid is the best way to elevate poverty because it gives people the, uh, the choice to determine what they want to do uh, in order to, 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 to bring themselves out of poverty, basically. And we believe that it gives them the dignity to also, you know, have that control over their own lives and determine what they want to do with that cash. And um, yeah, we've been doing it for over a decade now. And there's been a lot of research into cash and how it helps people get out of poverty. And yeah, we, we're continuing to you know, adapt and improve and you know, make iterations of our programs to find the complete best way to deliver these cash programs in all countries where yeah, yeah, very insightful. So now that we know a bit about Give Directly, Susan, can you ask the questions that you have in mind? Okay, hi, Saidi. Um, my name is Susan, and I'm from southwestern part of Nigeria. So I'm going to be asking you some follow-up questions according to what Sasa Paka said earlier. So um, Saidi, can you tell us um, a little bit about your experience being in people team? Because I can see from your profile that you are currently the Global People Operations Manager of Give uh, Directly. So can you tell us a little bit about what it feels like managing people in general? Yeah, um, 
Well, I joined you directly about three years ago um, in 2019, December. So I'm about to hit my three year uh, this December. And um, I initially joined as the Kenya Human Resource Manager. And I was in charge of all the people needs um, for the Kenya team. Um, and then uh, earlier on this year, I moved on to the global people team. And so directly, each country has their own human resource uh, team or department, but we also have a global people team that kind of is in charge of the whole entire organization's people philosophy and people, um, people team needs. And so I devoted to that team or I shifted over to that team and so my experience so far has been really great. I think Give Directly is an organization that puts people at the forefront. Um, one of our values or a first value as Sunset like we know is recipients first. Um, but our second value is team next. So we believe in the collective um, um, success of the team rather than individual success. And so having that in mind, um, it makes it quite a good experience to work for me directly as um, a people team member because it makes my work really easy knowing that I have the full backing of the organization to uh, put forward any people initiatives that I believe would um, make uh, the job experience or the work experience of all of our employees globally better. And so things oh, like, um, okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so um, it was nice um, learning a lot about what you do in your people team and how the values of the company resonate with, you know, taking care of people and all of that. So um, um, our next question for you would be to know the prospect of HR analytics in general in Give Directly. So we know analytics has been currently being used in uh, different business areas like human resources, operations, marketing. So we'd like to know how Give Directly is applying analytics in the field of HR in yeah, at the moment. Yeah, so I'd speak to my current role where um, as a people operations manager, I basically am in charge of the compensation philosophy of the organization. And so having to work on compensation involves a lot of data. Part of what Sunsetak had come to on to help us is actually you know, create tools that are going to help us benchmark people's salaries um, and be able to you know, determine and accurately um, determine what we're going to pay our team because people are spread out across all over the world. And so um, I we use a lot of analytics looking into like things about things like uh, cost of living, um, inflation rates, um, local market pay data, and all that data. We use that to come up with um, the different pay scales in different countries based off of that information. And so for me, analytics is very key and to give directly as well, because we want to ensure that we are being equitable in our pay, that we are making sure that everybody is getting a, a decent living wage, a, uh, a competitive salary. But other than that, um, across the whole organization, we use analytics like um, diversity data to make sure that we have um, a team that's representative of, you know, uh, the people we serve, representative of, um, all you know, minority groups and all different types of people. Yeah, so data analytics and people uh, analytics is very key and it's at the forefront of what um, we do at the people team that give directly. 
Um, thank you so much, Saidi, for that. That was really insightful. Um, you actually gave us a very wide range of how you apply um, analytics into finances, you know, tailoring salary, you know, promoting equity, you know, and then you also talked about the diversity, but that's really nice in general. So uh, what prospects do you think, maybe in the near future or in a couple of years, do you think you guys can get to in terms of people analytics? Could you give us some insight into that? Um, yeah, so I'd say we are constantly um, like improving and uh, trying to make sure that our analytics gets better and better um, on a on a year on year basis. And so, in an ideal world in the future, I think we would be able to use analytics to do um, things that maybe at the moment. Isn't, we're not particularly, um, let's say, uh, being able to do very microscopically. Let's say like um, looking at our learning and development initiatives, uh, being able to pinpoint exactly what's the best um, use of our learning and development, like stipend that we offer to our employees, um, to be able to maximize that stipend to ensure that there's proper growth in the whole entire organization. So things like, um, when you're dealing with learning and development at the beginning of it, or when you're rolling out these programs, um, you have to, we're giving all our employees the choice to choose whichever way they feel like they would want to, you know, uh, undertake learning and development on their own, whether it's in-person trainings, it's online self-paced learning, um, it's uh, group learning sessions and things like that. Um, I th but I think after the program has run for, you know, uh, maybe a couple of years, we'll be able to like analyze and look at what, have, what has been the most, you know, a popular way of learning, what has been the best way that people have been able to uh, get knowledge from external sources and transfer that into give directly and, you know, save costs by, pin, uh, by focusing on those um, learning methods or, you know, actually be able to, you know, ensure this growth in the team by focusing on the most effective methods of learning. This is one way in which we think we would use analytics in the future uh, to better the organizations, but there's very, very other ways that we can look into it, for example, you know, uh, conducting a skills gap analysis, mapping out all the skills in the organization. I mean, when you're having almost a thousand employees, mapping out their skills takes time, takes a lot of data, it takes a lot of tracking. And so um, in an ideal world in the future, those are kind of, you know, uh, projects using people analytics that I would be happy to work on and we're looking forward to, to working on. Okay, that, that's very, very good to know, Saidi. It's, it's nice how you like to see the future of people analytics in your team and in your company. Um, so um, one more question about people analytics related to your task. Um, I would like to ask um, the current challenges that you see or the future challenges you see with implementation of some of these things you just talked about right now. What are the problems or the limitations, you know, that you feel might take a while to like, you know, come over these roadblocks? Yeah. Um... Well, I think challenges have been, or challenges that you foresee uh, with, with um, being able to roll out these people analytics um, initiatives, mainly lie with how to collect that data and the accuracy of that data as well. Um, you need to be very careful. You need to be very, very um, careful and be very uh, keen. Because um, with data, you might end up um, 
having the wrong information and making decisions using wrong information might end up with um, us as an organization investing in you know, initiatives that uh, end up really being not of uh, any advantage or of any use to, to our employees. So I think accuracy of the data that we collect and actually how we collect that data and making sure that it's up to date. Um, for example, uh, at the moment, inflation rates uh, are very volatile. Uh, forex, forex exchange rates are very volatile. And we there's this need for organizations to make sure that they are really up to date with how that information is fluctuating. Um, you'd find that you know some some organizations haven't looked at you know inflation rates since 2020. And if you look at that, two years is not so bad because it's not such a long time ago. But with all that has been going on in the world at the moment, um, the cadence of how long you update your inflation or your, your inflation or cost of living data has the need for that uh, information to be up to date is more relevant now than it was um, pre-pandemic, pre-2019. And so uh, accuracy of data and making sure that the data is also up to date, those are the challenges that we face. And I'd say also sources, getting um, truthful uh, sources of data has also been a challenge. For example, with us, um, you know, with me doing the conversation, it's very important that I get very um, accurate local market data benchmarks. So if I don't know in Nigeria how much we would pay a program manager in Nigeria, I need to have a very, um, you know, accurate and, 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 and um, the trusted source of information that tells me these are the current rates for a program manager, for a field officer in Nigeria, because that, that will determine how much we uh, pay our staff there when we're launching and how competitive we are will be in that market. So um, you'd find that there are not that very many um, uh, salary aggregators who can give you this information. They are there and you have to seek them out and you have to find who's the, who, has the best data, who has the best data, yeah. Yes, I did. Thank you so much. That was really insightful learning about some of the challenges that we have with data. I think um, some of these challenges you mentioned, so they're like very universal problems where we always have data integrity issues, you know, trying to make sure that we don't overanalyze the data and sometimes we have to put in some intuition. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that. So just one more question I have for you before I hand over back to Sasatak. Um, I'd like to know if there are opportunities for students or the kind of opportunities that Give Directly has for students to join your people analytics team. Because um, in our department right now, we have like a people analytics specialization and we are beginning to know that this is a field that people need to break into and people need to start, you know, showing for their data analytics skills. So um, if you could just tell us like anything about that, it'd be nice to know. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so um, uh, as Sansa Tech has experienced, we have um, a summer internship. Uh, program that we run every year, and this is um, in line with the summer holidays in, in the US. And so we do take on interns for each and every one of our departments, including the, the people team. Um, and yeah, they, there are opportunities there for those who are, you know, uh, undertaking people analytics. Um, we, we have various projects that we work on, as, as I mentioned, on, on analytics and um, the summer interns that we take on, you know, people team will always get an opportunity to work on various projects. 
uh, some uh, most uh, analytics focused, um, some in other areas. Um, and yeah, so we do have those opportunities. In addition to that, we have open um, roles that we advertise on our careers page um, every year and I'd encourage people to apply for those roles. Um, we do not look at um, things like age or, you know, um, uh, experience per se. We look at what uh, qualifications people have and whether they're able to do the job or not. And so, I'd, 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 you know, sometimes people get discouraged to apply for these roles because they're like, oh, this looks a bit too senior. But I'd encourage people to apply for any of positions that they think they can take on um, on our career switch. And let's see what happens. Uh, we take people through some, you know, skills tests, some interviews, and you'd be surprised to find out that we have um, quite a young team here at Cube Directly. Thank you so much for that. That's really insightful. It's really lovely to know that your team hires for summer interns and full-time roles. Okay, so right now I'll be handing over back to Sasatak just for us to round up. Yeah, so it was such a wonderful session and like all the answers that I said, it was so very insightful as you said, Susan, and the way you conducted Susan, it was very nice indeed. And so it has been 20 minutes and I don't want to keep you holding, Sadi. I know you are a busy person with all the responsibilities that you have. So before we conclude, I would like to mention that we'll have a very big conference coming up next year where I would like to invite you or someone else. Like if you are too busy, we can invite someone from the people team, maybe Stefani or uh, Heidi or Mary. We would like to have them uh, join us because it is obviously a very big conference where around 500 participants from all over the world join us. And industries like uh, like big companies, Microsoft, like last year, Microsoft joined us, LinkedIn joined us, Johnson & Johnson joined us. So it is a very big conference and we'd like to have you. Yeah, so that being said, again, thank you for accepting our invite and joining. It was such a successful past podcast for TechStream. And have a great yeah. day ahead, Saidi. Thanks, thanks on subject. And uh, thank you for the invite for this one. And uh, thank you for the invite in advance for, for next year's conference. Um, we're glad to participate in that. And um, yeah, um, I'm happy to be the first one to to, to be on the, on your podcast. And, and, and I wish you guys all the best with, with yeah. the future podcast. I'll be listening on Kimberly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Sandy.